Good morning. I want to ask you an interesting question this morning. Do you believe in miracles? I bet you as you think about that question, you review your own life experience. And you can probably recall sometimes when you needed to pass a class or you needed God to show up that you prayed and you believed that God came at some point in your life and showed up and did something special for you. But if we're also honest, we can all remember times we prayed and nothing happened. We can remember prayers that were left seemingly unanswered. You know, as the COVID crisis began, a buddy of mine, Josh up in Temecula, his dog ran away. Josh has four daughters and they lost the family dog. And one night before I went to bed, Josh had the audacity, the embarrassment to put his faith on the line and to ask the community to pray for a miracle. Are you able to do that? Do you have enough courage and enough faith to put it out there on the line publicly and to believe that God listens and God acts and God wants to partner with you and see you in the bigger picture of what he wants to do in the world? Today, I want to share with you the ideas of miracles and whether or not God cares for lost dogs. You know, there's a new phrase that we're starting to hear a lot about now. It's called the new normal. And what the new normal means is we're not going to get nice things for a long time. Our economy is going to be ruined for a long time. You're never going to go out again and go to the beach. You're never going to be able to walk down the street without wearing a mask. Get used to tragedy. Get used to oppression. The world as you know it, every good thing you enjoyed, it feels like we're being told it's all gone. And for some of this, some of us, this plays into a mindset we have. Tapes that we play in our mind about how it always falls apart. You might have had a lot of money in the stock market market. And when it fell down, you might have said, I always lose money. You might have taken a risk and put yourself out there in a relationship. You might have started a small business. You might have made a big move in your life. And right now you're feeling like this always happens to me. It's done. It's over. It's time to give up. But I want to let you know that the God of the Bible is a God that invites us to tell a better story. And you are not defined by your biggest mistake of the past. And God wants to be part of the bigger picture of your life today. You see, I don't believe that tragedy builds our character. I believe that tragedy reveals our character. And this is a time for people of faith to stand up and to believe the words of Jesus, Mark 10, 27, when Jesus said with humans, with the news, with the internet, with humans, this is impossible. But with God, all things 
are possible. We don't have to submit to the new normal. You see, when Jesus, when God himself in the form of Jesus walked the earth, he went around ancient villages. These villages were places where life was short, life was bleak, and life was hard. They were occupied by the Romans, but before the Romans, the Greeks had swept over them. And the land that Jesus grew up in, the people that were his family and friends, they were people that had had decades and hundreds of years of defeat. They were kind of on a super highway between Egypt and between Mesopotamia and Babylonia and over to the Hittite kingdoms where modern day Turkey is now. They were people that had gotten used to bad news. And yet Jesus walked those villages and he began to whisper to them a story that almost felt unbelievable. With God, all things are possible. In a land where historians tell us the average lifespan might have been to 40 where the infant mortality rate might have been 65%, 70%. If you had 10 kids, three of them lived to the age of eight. In that land, the core teaching of Jesus Christ is that nothing is impossible for God and that there is power in faith. That when I believe God, when I put myself out there, I'm tapping into the teachings of what Jesus wanted us to understand, which is if we open our eyes to the potential of what God could do, not of our own power, not of our own history, but God himself is able, capable, and willing to interact into our own lives. And he has the kind of power where he even cares about lost puppies. If you're getting tired of the new cynicism, if you're getting tired of hearing that phrase, get used to the new normal, you and I have a, a choice. You and I can own that faith that Jesus came to give us, to see life as a bigger picture that God wants to act in. And I wanna share with you today three rock solid acts of faith that you can implement in your life to stop playing those old, sad tapes and to believe again in miracles. So what does this mean? With God, all things are possible. How do I live into that? I think that the Bible teaches us that the first action I have to take is I have to destroy old belief systems and processes. Those of you who know me, I have a routine. I have several routines. But one of my routines is my least favorite statement in the world is it is what it is. I hate that statement because it's a lie. It contradicts everything the Bible teaches. It contradicts everything that Jesus taught us about how to live. It is what it is. It is what it is. I've now decided after post-COVID, my new least favorite phrase is, this is the new normal. Ugh. You see, emotions are liars. 
Feelings are liars. And the past, the past history, even our history lies to us. I'll tell you, even the secular world is discovering what Jesus taught thousands of years ago. Up at Stanford University, I believe it's uh, Dr. Dwick. I'm, I, that's a guess. Don't check me on that. But at Stanford, they've begun to develop this thing called growth mindset, where they're trying to teach, especially in an academic setting, teach struggling students that um, even, the, even because you're struggling today doesn't mean that you're always going to struggle. And one of the examples they use that I think is so good for you and I because some of you play a lot of video games. You know who you are. But for those of you who play video games and for those of you who are spouses of people who play video games, it's actually an illustration of the growth mindset. It's actually an illustration of why we have to destroy old belief systems. Because what happens in most video games? You try and you fail, you try and you fail, and you try and you fail, and you don't give up. You keep on going and you learn a new set of skills and then you go to the next level. Try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is the gospel. This, this is how God created us. That when we fail, that's not the final uh, situation. I love the phrase that says, failure's never final with the Father. But when we, when we fail, we have an opportunity to, to stand up and to retry and to work again. And that's the challenge of faith. So I just want you to pause for a minute. I want you to think about what lies you believe about God. What lies you believe about the world that we live in right now? What old tapes and perceptions have you completely bought into that are just wrong? And I want you to call them wrong and call them lies. And I want you to quote me. And I want you to say, it is not what it is. That's really hard to say. It is not what it is. And the next time somebody tells you it is what it is, you say not according to Jesus. So we have to believe that there is a God in heaven who has the power to act. If you think about our faith development and our personal religious beliefs, it really comes down to this. I either believe God is uncaring, detached, or unknowable, or I believe that God intervenes in human events and wants to have an impact on my life. That's why the author of Hebrews said, and without faith it is impossible to please God because anybody who comes to him has to believe he exists and that he is going to be rewarding those who earnestly seek him. This is why we read scripture. This is why we go to church. This is why we pray because we believe faith is something that's active, it's something that power, that's powerful, and that it changes things. That's why you bother going to church. You don't go to the church for the coffee. It's fine. You don't go to church for the architecture. You go to church because you're building faith muscles for moments like this, for global problems and pandemics. You see, faith, the result of faith is there is a bigger picture of what God is doing in the universe and he wants to be involved in our lives. This is why you read scripture. This is why you have a daily devotional time. 
This is why you have a deeper level of a prayer life that just doesn't say, God, solve all my problems. But instead, you say, God, I want to know you. I want to understand you. And I want to see your fingerprints active in my life. First, I have to destroy those old tapes and those uh, backwards ways of thinking. The second is I have to believe and remember, go back to that word of Jesus. With God, all things are possible. The times in my life when I have most substantively lived at the highest level, I was living in that truth that with God, all things were possible for my family, for my friends, for my church, for the people that I serve. It takes a faith muscle to do that. First, I destroy old ways of thinking. Second, I begin to implement faith and a growth mindset. And then finally, I make a public act of faith. One of the unique stories in the time that Jesus traveled around in the villages of the Sea of Galilee a story that is very popular and is very, very illustrative of what I'm talking about. Capernaum was the home base of operations for Jesus. One day he was pulling up there, not in his car, but in his boat. As he arrived and walked into town, crowds surrounded him. There was one woman that had been sick for years. She'd had a problem and she had not been able to stop bleeding. You know, obviously in the ancient world, there wasn't doctors, there wasn't uh, internet to look it up in WebMD. Uh, you tried the best you could, but you were out of luck. And for years, this woman who had had this issue of bleeding had dealt with the fear. It is what it is, people told her. Well, at a certain moment, as the crowd was gathering around Jesus, she pushed through she crawled through, she did a big physical act and she reached out and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And what I like about that story, the challenging part to me is it's gotta go public. It's gotta be an act. It's gotta be something that really puts it and lays it on the line and says, I believe God is going to work and I might even look stupid if he doesn't. And that's the kind of urgency and the kind of faith that it takes to really begin to see God operate in a miraculous level in our lives. I want you to think about all the times you've prayed, all the times you've needed a miracle. I want you to ask yourself, how many times have you really laid it on the line? How many times have you risked public embarrassment? How many times have you physically stood up and say, I believe that Jesus is capable of changing this circumstance? It is not what it is. Believe in miracles. Believe that miracles are possible to him who would have faith. Last week, I woke up after falling asleep in front of the TV, again, 
And I did what I usually do. I kind of blink and look at my phone and see if I've won the lottery or anything like that and kind of scrolled through Facebook. And I saw a post. I literally all night thought I had dreamed this post because it was so miraculous. And I want to read to you right now what the post said. April 23rd, after 46 long days full of hikes, bike rides, and searches, at 7 p.m. during our weekly Bible study, there's an endorsement for Bible study, a text of hope came to my phone saying, hi, good evening, I think I may have found your girl. Being that I knew all four of my daughters are close at hand and my wife is right next to me, it clicked. Marley is alive. Upon reading this text, my heart sank and tears started flowing. All I needed right now was hope. He continues, a night of no sleep waiting for more details, followed by another day of no response, and then it happened at 3 p.m. on day 47. From across the parking lot, we saw a car and in it a dog that looked so much like Marley. It took only two seconds to know that the under the endless tangles of hair that our baby was there. Marley was gone for seven weeks, but not forgotten. Many, many times the story looks bleak and without hope in the world. But I want to post and I want people to know that Marley came home and God is in control. During this time of COVID, I want to give you a story of hope. Your story is not over. Believe in the power of miracles. Believe in the power of miracles. I started this message by asking you if you believed in miracles. I end this message by saying step up, stand up, and reject the narrative. God is calling you into a new level of living that he is active and alive and occasionally, sometimes, if we believe, miracles will happen. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for each of us that you would build our faith, that you would grow our faith, that we would be people that could see you working in the world and that we would never be discouraged, but we would always believe everything is possible with you. And we pray these things in your holy name, Lord. Amen. Good morning, Rancho Vista Church. This is Frank Hahn. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for the offering. But before I do that, I'd like to share a few things. The leadership team meets every week on Zoom. On this televideo conference call, we discuss many things, including we pray for you, our church family. We pray that God is blessing you and providing all your family's needs. 
We talk about the day-to-day -day operations of the church and approve anything we need to approve as a leadership team to keep the operations running smoothly. We're so grateful to so many. For example, Pedro Molina, the outstanding job he does on social media. Thank you, Pedro. We're so grateful to the worship team led by Alex. The countless hours you all put in every week so we can worship with you. Thank you. We're so grateful to our pastor, John Rose. The countless hours that Pastor John puts in studying the word, putting together a sermon and editing a video and bringing it to you every week, multiple times a week. Thank you, Pastor John. But most of all, we are so grateful to you, our church family. Without you, we couldn't do what we are doing. We are so grateful. You are the church, and we thank you for all your support. I would like to share a verse with you, and I hope it's a verse that will stay with you this week. Whenever you're feeling doubtful and uncertain about the direction we're going during this difficult time, it's also applicable to people that say they can't see Jesus. What It's a verse about the wind. And you know, we can't see the wind and we can't physically see Jesus either. But we know it's there. And the wind sometimes goes different directions, but we don't know which direction it will go. But you know what our Lord Jesus does? And we need to trust him. And we need to give it all to him. The verse is John 3, 8. The verse says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You will hear its sound, but you will not tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. It is so true. But you know, we just need to trust our Lord. He knows the direction. We can't see the wind, nor can we see Jesus, but they're both there. There are three ways you can give. To your left here, you can give first online. You go to our website, RanchoVistaChurch.com. In the top right-hand corner of the website, you will see a menu. Select Give. You go follow the instructions from there. You can also text to give. Use your cell phone, go to Messages, and text the phone number 619-737-3729, and you follow the instructions. You can also give by mail. Go to our website and we show the address on our website where you can mail. The preferred method, the easiest method during this time is to give online or the text. Thank you so much. Will you all join me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord. And first we wanna thank you for everything you do for us, for providing for us and giving us everything that we absolutely need. Father, help us to trust you and to give it all to you, especially when we're weary and afraid, Lord. We know during this time, Lord, it's often fearful. And Father, we know you're there. So even though we don't see you, we can't see the wind, but we know it's there, just as the verse said. We know you're there, and we just need to trust you. And when we trust you, you will bring a peace and a calm. Father, we ask you to take this offering and use it to grow your kingdom. Please guide us and show us your way on how to use it. 
We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.